0: Welcome to Beyond Trauma, a podcast from therapists for clients about the healing journey. We hope this will be a resource of encouragement, comfort, insight, and understanding for you along this courageous process.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond Trauma, a guide for your healing journey. We on this episode are proud to announce that we've launched our Patreon for this podcast and that is a platform in which you can support this podcast and other things that Beyond Healing Center does and uh, it's a great way to get involved and to keep up with us. Also you get access to some really awesome content that uh, isn't uh, just out in the public so it's exclusive access to some really awesome things. So if you want to go check that out, that can be found at patreon.com backslash podcast. Um, So today we are going to talk about what to expect in the first session of going to therapy. This is something that um, a lot of people, I've never really heard anybody talk about this in an educated way or like with experience, it's kind of just, oh, you go to therapy and then uh, you just kind of figure it out, but we wanted either to kind like of it or you don't yeah exactly, yeah. and then you just evaluate. Yeah. But so we we took some time just kind of talking before we started recording about what are some things that would be helpful to people uh, when uh, having no experience with therapy or maybe bad experiences with therapy about what to expect, and maybe it could be helpful just hearing a few therapists talk about this very important step in the healing journey. Mm-hmm. So we're here today with myself, Bridger, and Melissa and Jen and we're happy to uh, be together.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I think the first session can be one of the hardest um, for different reasons than later sessions, but that first session comes with a lot of unknown. Um, There's so many things that can happen depending on the therapist you're working with, depending on how you're presenting, Mm -hmm. the environment that you're in. So just knowing if you have started therapy, you've done that before and that didn't go well, that's okay. That's a lot of people's experience. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yet started it, don't put a lot of expectation on it being perfect or you being perfect in that time, mm-hmm. but that it can feel awkward or uncomfortable or, um, can take a little bit of time to ease into the process of therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally.
2: Yeah. And we've talked
3: previously about, you know, the therapist in particular, making sure that they are a right fit for you. And so in this episode, we want to kind of step back and look at that first session a little bit more broadly and some of the other factors that really play into that experience. Um, And, you know, one really practical thing is just the location of where you're going. Like, do you you know where you're going? And, uh, you know, do you feel comfortable getting there? Where are you supposed to park? And I know that all that stuff seems pretty basic, but you know, what you're asking your body to do, like taking yourself to therapy where you're going to be talking about challenging things, um, that's a lot. And mm-hmm. most of us feel pretty anxious. And so if there are steps that you can take ahead of time to minimize the discomfort or the anxiety around that whole experience, for instance, you know, look up how long it's going to take you to get there. Maybe drive there a couple of days before And figure out where easiest parking is going to be. Figure out, okay, that's the building, that's the door, etc. And that's not being extra, you guys. That's good self-care, right? That's just, you know, taking that extra step so that on the actual day, your body has a few fewer things to process and be experiencing as new and novel and challenging. Yeah,
1: this whole thing is a brand new process. It's a Mm -hmm. brand new experience for you. And what we know just about um, our nervous systems is when we encounter something new, sometimes that can be interpreted uh, subconsciously as a threatening Mm -hmm. situation yeah we get anxious don't know what to anticipate we don't know what to predict so if you can offer yourself context in any way I think that that is going to make that uh, first session feel a lot more approachable to you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a lot more um, uh, a lot more hopeful of I know what to expect a little bit I know where I'm going I know uh, what to you know? What road to take, or, or what yeah. what ways to get there on time, and and therefore I can set myself up to have a good experience. Yeah. Um, I also think it's helpful. Jen, did you have something?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say if if you lead yourself into that situation, a very activated place, so you're running a little bit late or you don't know how to get there, you're. Your brain might put the story of "I didn't like that experience," "I didn't it's like therapy," "I right. didn't like that person." Yeah. Yeah. It may give you the wrong the interpretation whole experience of gets it. Labeled. Yeah. Yes. So if you try to weed that out a little bit and arrive a few minutes early, where you can take some time to like mm-hmm. relax, take a few deep breaths, get your mind in the right place, you have a fresh canvas to experience that therapist and their yeah. process and really decide if it's a right fit. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think there's um, there's just the setting of the, the therapist's practice is a big, uh, goes a long way, or I should say to forming the experience that you're going to have. And I've, Mm -hmm, I've had, uh, therapy at an agency. So Mm -hmm. I sat in a reception area waiting for the therapist to come get me. Right. I've also had therapy in a private practice. And one of my favorite stories was I went to the address that she'd given me. I talked to her on the phone. I kind of knew where it was, and I went to the address that she'd given me, and it was a um, vitamin store. <laughs> and I said, "I'm not sure." And am thankfully, the right she place? was there, waving at me. And it was a little back corner office yes. that she rent shared. Right. So it was very. It was dysregulating to me. And I, I wish she would have said, "By yes, the way, I, so, yeah, I have a f- yeah, I rent share with a yes. vitamin store." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm not pulling some weird prank on you to say you should just take vitamins for it. no. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think
3: like that's a really practical consideration of it's okay to ask a lot of questions before that first appointment to make sure that you really feel comfortable about where you're going I see clients out of my home and before the first session they get a really long text from me and I go into great detail (laughs) about this is where you park this is the door that you enter this is the address and the color of the house and this color of shutters like literally I'm that detailed because, especially because people get uncertain, like, wait, this is someone's home. Yes. And so that can be this cue it's of, am space. I, yeah, like, am I in the yeah. right place? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Boundaries um, are clear. Yeah, design. like, is, yeah. is this all right? And so I want to, you know, set those expectations really clearly. And so if you don't get a lot of detail about where you're going and what to expect, um, give yourself the gif- gift of asking those questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I think just kind of moving Into Once you're in the session, one of the first things, or when you walk in the office, the first things I experience with my clients is (laughs) this awkward moment, (laughs) and we're going to dance for a minute, and then they're going to say... Where am I supposed to sit? Yes, because yes.
1: like in a therapy room, there are multiple you know, seats, multiple yeah. seats, and multiple types of seats. Yes. A lot of times, so yeah. there's you know, single chairs, there's couches, there's love seats, there's an office yeah. chair, yeah, maybe. office chairs and a yeah. yeah. desk. So I'm curious so. about
3: how you guys handle that. Like, do you direct people to where they sit? Do you let them this is choose? Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. 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 different therapists have different strategies, and I don't think there's a right. Some answer therapists necessarily. have
1: their own throne that they mm-hmm. alone. I am sit a throne on. sitter. You're a throne <laughs> That's right. I am, That's right. and they're
3: and like. Like, there's really practical reasons for this. Like, you know, it is perfectly set up for my body because I have a picky body and there's strategic pillows, et cetera. I sit a lot. And so this is important to me. Um, so I'm one of those that, like, literally says, here, this couch is for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a lovely couch. But I, I'm a director of, like, mm-hmm. this is your space. So for yes. me,
1: I would be entirely on the opposite end of that Mm -hmm. spectrum of, I don't care where we sit. I don't even care if you need to stand for a while. You want to sit on the floor? Yeah, Yeah. like, let's let's go with what your body, your nervous system is wanting right now. So um, in the time of COVID, unfortunately, that's a little bit more uh, difficult. But um, usually um, it'll be, we walk into the room and I'm just paying attention to where their body feels Mm -hmm. like it wants to go, Mm -hmm. and I'll either explicitly note it or they'll just take themselves there. So, Jen, what... I church, would
2: say I right. might be a hybrid of the two. I like um, it. <laughs> with... Ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. and yes. a hybrid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With couples and families, I very intentionally step back and just watch where they go. Right. And kids as well. There's a lot. Kids usually need that freedom. They don't want the directive of mm-hmm. here. This uh, is yeah, your right. seat. Because that feels too much like school. Yes. Yeah. And couples, it tells a lot of the story. Family, it right. tells a lot of the story based on where thing. they mm-hmm. see themselves. Um, I think... I like to see that with individuals as well. If I sense, whether it's previous conversations or even their presence as I meet them at the door, that this is a very scary situation for them, I'm yeah. going to gently just kind of point towards the couch and say, go ahead and have a seat. Um, and or if they support. didn't want to sit there, yeah. But just to kind of alleviate the stress of, like, you have literally five seats in your mm-hmm. office, and which one am I mm-hmm. supposed to pick? Yeah. That could supposed be very overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah yeah cuz they don't i i get a lot of
3: people expressing that they don't want to sit in my chair yes like there's sort of this expectation like there's a therapist chair and the truth is you guys some therapists like myself that is the case and so if you're uncertain it is always okay to ask where would you like me to sit and then mm-hmm. they'll tell you or they'll say you can sit wherever you like yes and that can be a good way to start a session yes
1: so once the seating conundrum has been <laughs> <resolved>. <laughs> traversed yes. by the, the therapeutic alliance, um, another thing that some people don't think about is there is paperwork on this whole. Yes. Mm. in this whole process, we hate it's it very, too. Mm. It's a very regulated uh, pra- profession. You know, we have to submit uh, paperwork sometimes, depending on what facility you go to there might be some billing for insurance mm-hmm. or regardless but there are some things that no matter where you go you're going to have some type of paperwork
3: yeah if you don't fill out paperwork you might be concerned a, like yeah. that's a sign that something's up low yeah. protection well i will
2: be honest and i have had many clients for the first time were like oh yes i was supposed to send you yeah. that you'll be getting it yeah. right after.
3: Yeah, it yes. may not so, happen the first session it may happen but, but i've really
1: to. loved transitioning into private practice because i can do that virtually with them, I can do the paperwork a little bit mm-hmm. more uh, loosely and not spend the, f- the precious time of the 50 minutes right. on paperwork. I've worked in an agency setting before where no matter what, the first session was devoted to paperwork.
2: Yes, and it's a they're still paying for that time and we're getting something from them. I can't tell you how Mm
1: -hmm. many, many glossed over head nods I was getting as I was talking about all this paperwork and the informed consent packet was six pages long. They had to go through every single one. And, yes. and, and they get walk their consent. In yeah. the door
2: with such hope that like yeah. and then I have to And it. I spend my whole time filling out papers. Yeah, so if that
3: yeah. happens to you, know that that is not how your therapist wants it to be. I they are it. regulated yes. in that way and it makes us do that. It is also okay on the phone to ask, Hey, could I do the paperwork before the session? Can I come and early? I, yeah, could I come early to fill could that? You out? send it to me. Yeah, yeah, um, to to really maximize your time That's together. Right. Um, so it's okay to ask for that as well. Just you know, a thing worth pointing out in general here is that it's really normal on the first session to feel pretty awkward. It's like the weirdest first, first few session yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, if you think about what you're doing, you're like paying someone to be in an intimate relationship with you. Can this I is share strange my deepest stuff. With yeah, you? yeah, and like and and the truth yeah. is is that as therapists, we're really used to it. Yeah. Like we do this we all day like We're literally a pro <laughs> at blind dating. So for us, we're very comfortable in that scenario. Um, and uh, you know, super used to the awkward dance that we do around seating and around paperwork and all that stuff that we have to do. But we also really recognize that like, this is a big deal. It really mm-hmm. is like going on a first date for you and that you know the butterflies in the stomach experience and the trying to feel it out like is this the one is this not the one <laughs> I <laughs> I know. Know. like there's pressure there is there's a lot of pressure so if you if you feel that going on in your body if you notice that anxiety or if you notice those kinds of thoughts coming up that's really really awkward or not that is really awkward It's really normal little slip yeah and uh, it's even really okay and can make for it's a great beautiful. first session yes. to just acknowledge it mm-hmm. to just talk about what you're feeling right then it and there. breaks
1: the fourth wall down yes it's just- takes away this observational yes, yeah, anxiety yeah. yeah
3: well and I I think you know one thing that we talk a lot about is there's sort of this cultural expectation that the minute that I come through the door of therapy I'm going to be expected to tell my whole life story and really highlight the worst moments mm. of my life
1: a few times like uh, maybe, yeah yeah like, and whatever. I'm
3: gonna have to go into great detail about this yeah. and you know literally I'll have people like walking in the door and they start telling tell me telling me before they
1: sit down yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and
3: there's a part of me that's like no no, no you don't have to do that yeah. cuz even even if you have this feeling of like I really want to maximize my time this is a financial investment which we know it is you got to remember that like this is a big deal for your body and you don't want to ask it to like download that really yeah. Challenging experience of sharing your story in that way, while it's trying to figure out where to sit, right? right. <laughs> and like, am I even safe in this space? And do I even like this person?
1: Yeah, you're it's... kind of running over yourself. Exactly, yeah.
3: exactly. So just be, you know, really aware that we don't have that expectation. And if a therapist asks you about your story, they're not necessarily asking you to share all of it, all of the worst bits. Um, But we understand that that's sort of the expectation, so we can naturally lead it there. But if you would rather talk about something else, that is completely okay. And one of my favorite first topics is, how does it feel to come to therapy?
1: I love that question. Like,
2: what's it like to even decide to do this?
1: Is it like Um, for you to
2: be here right now? What are you experiencing right now?
1: Which that is we're all showing our bend there of mm-hmm. being very present focused and looking at their, their experience, their nervous system. And so some aren't like that, but I also want to say to you, to those out there that maybe have gone to therapy and have done that, have done that, like trauma vomit or like the right. story, like blah, just mm-hmm. throw it and out. Hear it all is. Yeah. yeah. It, it's okay. Um, I think that there, there is some, uh, expectation on the part of the therapist though to make sure that you feel comfortable and that you don't have that expectation on you yeah but it's not to, that you have to do that don't have to, to do that no no yeah. at all and yeah. so hopefully the therapists will will slow you down or just remind you that hey let's yeah let's mm-hmm. hold on pump the brakes a little bit come yeah. back down a little bit yeah and yeah. they'll try to start that regulation process yeah. with you
3: that that storytelling is incredibly important and it is a big part of what we, we do in therapy. We honor it yeah. very highly. But and, and we're going to talk in detail about what we call history taking, mm-hmm. which is a fancy way of saying storytelling. You know, sharing your story with us, and it is a essential part of the process. But the timing of it and the pacing of it is really important, particularly when it comes to working on trauma. Which you know, as you've heard us talk about, we believe that every symptom is rooted in trauma. Um, so we'll talk about what history taking is for how we go about doing it and how to pace it for yourself so that it's a, a safe or as safe as possible experience for you but just know that on that first session you can go as deep or not as deep as you want to you set the pace yes that's right yes
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: and if your therapist checks in with you and says how are you doing or how is this for you it's okay to be honest and you don't say, have to lie not yeah. good not good. I'm, yeah, this, yeah, this feels feel awful. Fine. Yeah. No,
3: I'm not This is not having fun. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: This isn't one of those contexts where you have to say, I'm fine. I'm fine, yes. yes. This
3: is good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this really challenging conversation yeah. that yes. I'm having now.
2: If yeah. anywhere, this is the place to really let them know yeah. so that they can start planning for the work together yes. to match kind of what they're seeing your needs. Yeah, tailoring has. it to
1: your mm-hmm. process. That's, that's really what therapy is about.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, another thing that
3: we wanted to mention is that all therapists have a little bit of a different approach to how we do therapy. It's very much based on our own training, our own personality, the way that we process individually. Um, And we we bring all those individualities into our work and need to. We actually do our best therapy when it is individualized to us. Um, But there are some commonalities in the way that we do it. And one of the easiest distinctions is that there's some therapists who have a very structured process. There's kind of a a formula that they take almost everybody through. And then there's other therapists that are kind of semi structured. Yeah. Then there's others that are just like not structured at all. <laughs> whatever goes. Like we can yeah. chat about whatever anytime and, and it's a very loose kind of feeling. Um, and there's pros and cons to all of that, but we just wanted to mention that. your
1: awareness. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Like you, depending on who you're working with, you you could experience a wide range on that spectrum of uh, structured to not structured. Mm
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. This kind of segues in with that, but also loops back to the paperwork piece. Mm -hmm. I want to just give uh, you guys an idea of what kind of paperwork you might see um, and moving into some of the more structured concepts that will be talked about in therapy. So everyone will receive some form of like a consent to treat. That's basically a form that walks you through the type of treatment that the therapist wants to provide and that you are consenting to receive that treatment from that person. Mm -hmm. Um, You will also probably receive some long document. That goes through policies and procedures. Very lengthy. Take the time to read it. It'll explain things like if you cancel, if you don't mm-hmm. show up, um, how much you, you don't have to read it get. in session. Though it's okay yeah, to take, take a copy home.
3: home with you, and that way you're not, you know, paying for the thirty minutes that yes. you spend reading yeah. or yeah. request it in advance. Yes, yes. yes. That was
1: the document that in my previous agency I had to read through all of that word for word with the person. And oh, oh gee, daunting. yeah,
3: yep. no fun for anybody. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> And I'm a pretty animated and character. You know, You're like person. I'm going to make I'm this like,
2: fun. Yeah, and, no. like,
3: yeah. <laughs> and our cancellation <laughs> policy
2: yeah. is super and exciting. If you need to, you don't even have. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's only so much you do. Yeah.
2: They'll want some emergency contact information mm-hmm. in case anything were to happen in your time with them. Someone to reach out to. You. Um, you may see something called an authorization to release information. That one always can feel, or not always, but sometimes feels a little scary for people. But that's you giving permission for your therapist to share your information with any specific person or entity.
3: That you choose. Yes. It is That is not required. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that goes along with confidentiality. In our process as therapists, we are legally bound to confidentiality that we cannot share your experience, your information, your history with anybody mm-hmm. unless we have your written permission. Mm-hmm. We have documentation that you have given permission for that.
3: There are some really, yeah, there's some really exception. outlier caveats to that. Like Limited, if,
1: yeah, limits to con- confidentiality is what yeah, the document will say. Yeah.
3: yeah, and, you know, one of those limits is what we call mandated reporting. All state licensed therapists are mandated reporters, meaning if we become aware of um, abuse towards somebody else, particularly someone um that is a minor or is in a um elder yeah an elder population mm-hmm. or a disabled population. Then we have to report that. The other thing that we have to take action with is um, a report of intent to harm self or others. In those specific situations, our confidentiality rules change, and then we are mandated to respond. Legally. To, yeah, legally mandated. It is not our choice. Like we get in big time trouble could if lose we our practice, yeah, could like lose license, our license. Gone. Yeah, they make it a very big deal. So in those specific situations, um, we have to. Now, we want to be really clear. If you come into a session and you tell your therapist that you've been having some suicidal thoughts, that does not mean that they're going to call the cops right then. No. That is not what happens. Or tell happens. anyone. That doesn't necessarily no.
1: break the confidentiality. No, yeah. they're going
3: to ask you a lot of questions about that, and only at the point where there is um, a, a really significant... Plan and means and things like that. But most therapists, what we choose to do in that situation is work with you to come up with a response that means that we don't have to take further action that you're not comfortable with. Um, and nine times out of ten, that works really well. But we still have to tell everybody that at the beginning, that those are the limits.
2: Yeah, you'll probably have your therapist give a little, like, one minute spiel on all of those things and throw out those yeah. words. It'll be in their paperwork. But if you feel on any of those topics in particular, that it really resonates with you that, man, I don't want to talk about this topic with my therapist because I'm afraid what that might mean for their limits of confidentiality. Ask them about it without even saying what it is. Say, I want to hear more about how you practice Mm -hmm. confidentiality and your limits to confidentiality. Tell me more about that.
3: I had a client one time ask me, if I tell you that I killed someone, do you have to tell anyone? And the strange answer was,
1: no. No. No, I don't. If you're going to kill someone, yes. That's
3: yeah. right. And Maybe. that's the answer. It's like, you know, it, it really depends. But actually, the majority no. of the time, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little crazy. I know that. But, um, yeah, but really, the, the laws around this are for your protection and, and the protection, protection of, of others. Right. Um, and so that, that will definitely get talked
2: about.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And those are the not fun those are the topics. boring bits. Yes, they yes. really yeah. boring. Um, but, you know, we kind of talked about the setting the pace and just wanting to reemphasize and remind everyone, like, this process is all about you. Yeah. It's not about the comfort of your therapist. Mm-hmm. It should not be about their life and their experience. Yes. Or are you um, pleasing
1: them in any way? Yes. It's it about is you. It's
2: about you and what your needs are. And so it's really okay, in fact, encouraged to come in Selfish. Yeah, these are my needs, this is where I'm comfortable, this is where I'm not, this is what I'm asking for. And I know I say that, and even as myself, that would be incredibly challenging to do, um, to lay all that out there, but that Mm. really is what this process is. So even if that's just a nugget you hold in your own mind and kind of let that set for a moment as you go through the process of thinking, okay, how do I let this be about me and that I am paying for this service, I'm going to accept and receive the service.
1: and in professional counseling our training um orients us to being able to work with the client not necessarily our structure or agenda so we you know we say that to you listeners uh with the expectation that the counseling process is yours it's it's about you and the healing that you're you're ready to and and moving towards in your process Mm -hmm. right now
3: so Mm -hmm. yeah and that first session you know Most therapists are going to be incredibly focused on making sure that you're comfortable. Yes. Um, Another common thing that happens is that you might have a a therapist that wants to share with you about what we would call their theoretical orientation, which is a super fancy way of saying, how do they approach therapy? Mm -hmm. There are some therapists that want to spend some time sharing that with you at the beginning um, and, uh, you know, you can kind of ask for more detail about that if you want to. Um, but most of the time, that's going to be like 10 or 15 minutes just to give you a brief introduction um, so that you understand how they approach things. And that helps you decide, it, are they a fit for you? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you're looking for when they're having that conversation is, do I feel a sense of hope? When they share with me how we're going to tackle this challenge that I'm bringing into therapy, yeah. um, so that's just kind of a thing to check in with yourself. If if they're sharing that with you, you know, ask yourself, does this give me a sense of hope as I think about yeah. my healing journey? Do
1: I feel like this person can help? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've gone through the paperwork we've got Mm -hmm. where we're sitting, things are going good. We got our chair, we're talking, it's going great. Mm -hmm. And you uh, notice that maybe the end of the session is is starting to be on the horizon. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about wrapping up. What is that like?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, a standard session um, for most therapists is about 50 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Some therapists will nudge that up to a full hour. Mm-hmm. Nice help. Yeah. <laughs> Leave no breaks. Right. Not, the, which is not ideal is, because no. a
3: therapist that doesn't get to take a potty break is a distracted therapist. Mm-hmm. So we need to... <laughs> mm-hmm. Jen.
2: it's re- So uh, 50 it is minutes hard. is really hard. It yeah. never feels like long enough. And I, I say agree. that where in all reality, my practice has developed into long sessions, yeah. like multiple hours. And that's yeah. where I find my my best practices, but most sessions are 50 minutes, 50 to 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Even they could be as minimal as 35. I think it's like 38 minutes with insurance for kids. You'll see that a lot, just they don't have the attention span for the longer time. But As that, find out from your therapist, you know, if they're 50-minute sessions, if they're a full hour, so that you have a good sense of that timing in session. But I I do want to say, it is the therapist's responsibility to
3: keep the time. You don't have to
1: be watching the clock as a client. Right,
2: right.
3: Also, though, most therapists are not going to be like, oh, time's up while you're in the middle of the... So, okay, Mm. did you guys ever see the movie First Wives Club?
2: I did not. Okay, so I'm
3: about to go on tiny, tiny story. So there's a scene in there that I've always hated where this woman is going to therapy. It's Diane Keaton, and she goes to therapy, and she's, like, in the middle of this really um, dramatic story, and she's just feeling it, and then this little bell dings, and the psychologist goes, time's up, see you next week, and, like, ushers her to the door. It's like,
2: no! No, you can't do that's that. Horrible. So, so we're not
3: going to do that to you. That shouldn't there's not, happen. Yeah, there's not an alarm that's going to go off at the 50 minute mark, and you know you're done. And neither do we want you to be looking at your watch. You yeah. know, keeping your own time. That's our job. Um, but you will see that most therapists have little physical tells that the they kind body of language. yeah, they signal to you like hey, you, you know, their you chair know. A yeah. Bit. Um, my favorite is the uh, normally I sit cross-legged, and my tell to my client is I uncross my legs, Lean and forward. I scooch forward. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As if you're also, about to stand. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Or or there's this maneuver. Whatever I was taking notes with, I set it down. Yes. This mm-hmm. is a signal of like, we're you know, we're wrapping up or reaching for the calendar to reschedule for next time. All of these are the little subtle little cues. Indicators. Yeah, little indicators that say, hey, we're, we're getting close. But also know mm-hmm. that like... About you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I care about you. What you're saying is so important, but I'm watching the clock and you told me you have to get back to work on time. So that's also a way of respecting your time. Because if you, you know, realize that we let you go 15 minutes over and you had somewhere to be, that's rude on our end as well. Um, so that's our job Mm -hmm. and we'll indicate to you in some way that that's, that it's time. Um, and uh, you can release that and let us do that for you.
1: So one of my most oddly the, the weirdest part of the session for me is the the money portion oh my gosh oh yeah it's so strange. all therapists hate the money yes first. Uh, yeah. so that really uh deep and emotional conversation we just had i'm Did gonna need you pay to pay for me that yeah quite a bit of money <laughs> yeah quite a bit do
3: you have cash no I would prefer
2: it's it.
1: awful. Yeah, that's right,
3: yeah. Awful. So. Uh, <laughs> I do check or MasterCard. Yeah. PayPal, yeah. <laughs> Venmo, right. Cash Shop, what you got? You know, it's, it's literally <laughs> our <laughs> least our least favorite part of the whole encounter. We don't like to think about it either. I hate it. Um, yeah, truthfully, like all of us do consultation. I spend a lot of time coaching therapists on how to get paid because this is how much we hate it. This is not why we took this job. Yeah. We would rather not think about it. We would prefer that the money magically appear in our account and we don't even know who it cares. Came from, but that is not reality. I do
1: forget about it, and then a couple of sessions go by, and I'm like, "Oh, hey man, you need yeah. to pay <laughs> me <laughs> three times that yeah, exactly. big so amount."
3: Yes. yeah and that feels real you bad. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Uh
2: There's a lot of ways that your therapist may choose to do this. So just to kind of give you guys some ideas, if there's a receptionist and it can all be handled there, that is a lovely like buffer.
1: Good segue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let
2: someone, a third party handle the money. Um, If you're seeking out private practice, that may not be this case. And so kind of just establishing that in the first session. How, how do we handle payment? If they don't bring that up, which they typically will, but if they don't, ask about it. Yeah. And they may say, you know, I'll bill you at the end of each session, or we'll do a monthly invoice at the end of the month, mm-hmm. or um, it could be a different process. It may be electronic payments where if you have an electronic health record, you're handling all your payment through their system. It may be a physical exchange of cash or check card. Yeah. So discuss that in the first session so that you don't have to carry that wonder and curiosity Mm -hmm. throughout later sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to become like a point of tension and awkwardness. Yeah.
3: My favorite way is to do it in the interactions, you know, when you're initially setting up your first appointment, right? Like, hey, we're going to meet at this time and yeah, and here's, here's the fee for session and here's. Ways of getting paid, and that way it's just taken care of, and we never really have to talk about it. Yeah, um, that's in that my kind preferred of conversation. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, because we're talking about the boring money. stuff anyway. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. Planning. Exactly. exactly. Budgeting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Yeah, and as far as rescheduling, um, especially after that first session, your therapist might kind of leave that up to you because a first session is really about you getting a sense of. Um, you know, do you want to come back or not? And so depending on what your therapist is able to offer and their schedule, a lot of people do weekly sessions every other week, once a month. And so you can talk about what you would prefer. The other thing is some therapists really like to have a set schedule. Like I'm one of these that, you know, every Wednesday at 2, I see the same person. It's been that way for months, and it will be that way for months. I like that kind of predictability. I think it's good for my clients. But not everybody works that way. Some people, it's, you know, text me when you want to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, having that conversation about how do you like to do yeah. scheduling. Routine but then, or
1: random. Yeah, yeah
3: and right. you can express your feeling about what feels the best to you. Do you want to have a dedicated time that you can really look forward to and plan for um, every week or every other week? Or do you want to have a lot more freedom and flexibility? about it. So that's something to discuss as well.
2: Absolutely. We would like to encourage you guys to, to take time to reflect after your first session. So whether that be with someone that you know and trust, or just kind of internally on your own, but take a few moments to ask yourself, what did I feel like before? What did I feel like during? And what am I feeling like now after? Mm -hmm. Am I leaving this interaction with a sense of, Not necessarily immediate healing or relief from all my symptoms, but a sense of connection, feeling safe, and hope for the process to come with Mm -hmm. them. And those are really the key components to a a good working relationship with that therapist. And if any of those pieces are missing, reflect on could that be developed? Mm -hmm. What do I need to have that with this person or in this environment? And if you get a no, like I don't think i could feel safe in that setting or with that individual then that's probably not the right fit and you may want to explore that with them and see if, if a different therapist would be a better fit yeah,
1: yeah we look to those as crucial ingredients for, yes. for uh, a good fit with the therapist and, and towards your uh, treatment outcomes as well yeah. um increasing connection safety and hope are always uh, going to promote gains in mental health so mm-hmm.
0: definitely mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So there's a lot to think about with that first session. We hope this was helpful to you guys. Um, we also want to share with you that we've created a resource that, uh, we're really excited about. It's called the mental health first aid kit. And this is a, an online program, an online course that is specifically designed to help you connect with some skills and some insight and how to care for yourself and your mental health really well. Um, And it's the three of us. We've created audio recordings. There's some videos. There's some worksheets and some reflection um, for you to do. And it's just a beautiful product. And we're really, really proud of it. And you can find it on our website, which is beyondhealingcenter.com. And there is a tab in the menu called Courses. And when you go there and scroll down, you'll see a lovely picture. I love the art that we have for yes. this program. It's just so, beautiful. So fortunate yeah. to have all of that. Yes. Yeah, it's so pretty. Um, but you'll, you'll see the um, section where you can choose Mental Health First Aid Kit and uh, you can buy just one or you can buy them in a bundle and get a discount if you buy several at a time. And uh, we think that's just a cool gift to give people that Absolutely. you like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like here, take care of yeah. your mental health family. Or, you know, or colleagues like in the tire of COVID, you know, whomever it is that's driving you a little nuts. <laughs> just <it>. kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but truly, it's just a, a lovely gift to give yourself that is very practical. And these are skills that you know you can use for your entire lifetime. These are things that we regularly use, That's self-care right. practices mm-hmm. that have really meant a lot to us. Um, so go check that out. We would love for you to uh, share that. And also um, connect with us on our social media and send us your questions. We're going to have um, episodes where we specifically to t- take time to answer your guys' questions about not your personal healing journey, but just the healing journey in general. And we can kind of reflect together on uh, the, the things that you wonder about.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We would love to hear from you. Leave us a review Mm -hmm. on iTunes, Spotify, Um, send us any comments or ideas that you may have, and we would love to get back with you on those. So Mm -hmm. thanks for listening and safe journeys, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Trauma, a psychotherapy podcast from therapists for clients about the journey of trauma recovery. While resources like this can be helpful, they should never take the place of or be used as therapy. We encourage you to find a trauma-informed therapist in your area to be your guide in this healing journey. Take a minute to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and we would appreciate it if you could leave us a review. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at beyondtraumapodcast.com. Thanks again for tuning in.